I uh, just messaged Sabrina Pazzesco saying, "Oh, did you?" Yeah, I lied to her. I said, "BP said you should be a guest co-host," and I agree. <laughs> oh God, she's gonna write. I like. I know Sabrina. She won't even write back. She'll just message you and be like, "Um, what's he talking about?" <laughs> She'd be like, "Ew," because <laughs> we put something up every day. Whatever it was, it was that face. I get what it was. Maybe it's from Final Destination or something, and she wrote ill to the story that I put up. And then that's why I, I think I screenshotted it to her. And then I screenshot it when you said the other day about um, a case of Brenda Fesco on the, the, <laughs> the, the Stassi GIF, and then all the girls laughed. Welcome back, copycats, to the Complete Guide to Horror podcast. Today, we're talking Rest Stop, a 2006 direct-to-DVD film that follows Nicole Caro, a young woman who is threatened by a maniac serial killer after her boyfriend, Jess, is abducted in a rest stop. And yes, her boyfriend's name is Jess, not Jesse. That confused me too. You don't run away from home and then call your parents and tell them you're okay. Why not? At the rest stop. This is nice. She thought she was all alone. Jess? Jess? But something evil. You're not scaring me. Was waiting for her. She can't escape it. And it won't stop. (laughs) Until it gets what it wants. He's not human. When there's no one to help you. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Everything you deserve. And no way to escape. Just show me, please. Whatever you do. Don't stop. What do you want from me? Rest on. Unrated, only available on DVD. I'll be honest, I can't really think of anything to say about this movie. It's one of the movies where I didn't hate it, I didn't love it. I actually did kind of like it, but for me, it feels very much like a amalgamation mix of Wolf Creek meets Wrong Turn meets Dead End, a 2004 film starring Lynn Shea from Insidious. But I felt it didn't really have its own identity, if that makes sense. Uh, so I'm not that surprised it went direct to DVD. But uh, BP, I don't mean to disparage your pick of the butts, but uh, what are your overall thoughts? But I didn't do that. He must be confusing me with someone else. Well, I'm just curious if we have any fans out there that um, actually <laughs> like this movie. I'd be curious to see if anyone out there has um, seen this movie and their thoughts on it. So a bit of a backstory, I did have this on DVD. And so anything I pretty much own on DVD is generally pretty good. I don't own, well, I lie because I have, you know, the final chapter, um, Saw and <laughs> Jigsaw, but I just did that for the sake of having more. Uh-huh. It's far. 
And uh, yeah, so I bought it long ago, watched it again recently, realized it's probably not as good as it once was. Um, I appreciate, I guess, the way it started. Um, there's not really a lot of movies out there now that do this. And I guess this is that sort of 2005, 2010 period where a lot of these movies were sort of coming out all at once. Like you had Rest Up and you also had Wrong Turn doing this as well. Um, so I appreciate that they did that. Um, it also sort of is a reminder that this stuff does happen. Um, it is quite creepy that there are people out there um, that do this. So I think probably my favourite part of this movie is probably the RV scene. RV scene, yeah, itself and the family that's in the RV scene. Um, it's just an eerie kind of feeling that whole time, and especially when they have the two twins that are just sitting there drinking and then they have the kid in the back who just looks like it's the brother from The Hill Survive in a wheelchair. <laughs> mm. um, yeah, but sort of after that, everything sort of does fall down quite quickly. And- it's interesting with that uh, RV scene, I always remember thinking, why would you want to look in the back with the deformed child? Because if it was me, I would have never gone on that fucking RV in the first place. But mm. if I was going to be there, I just would have like kept staring straight ahead, just like making sure they're going to take me to the actual place I'm supposed to go to. And mm. it seemed like she was so desperate to turn around and have a look. And I'm like, don't look, don't look. Like, what are you doing? I'm like yelling at the screen, almost like Brenda in scary movie being like, don't go in there. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Uh Coop, do you have any thoughts? Uh few. Um I'd yeah, I <laughs> I didn't think a lot of this movie, I'm not gonna lie. What do I think of her? Yes. I don't think of her. I was trying to sort of get into it as a as a comedy just because it was like it was obviously sort of like a B grade um movie. Um but it was even kinda tough to try and do that like it wasn't it was sort of in that when you know when something's so bad that it's good it wasn't quite bad enough to be good i don't think mm-hmm. if that makes any sense at all it was just kind of like yeah um the acting wasn't very good um and the pacing was very strange um the uh, a lot of the effects in it weren't really that great either um and I don't know, I just didn't really find myself caring about anything that was going on. Um, mm. It seemed to like change every two se- uh, seconds what seemed to be happening. And I mean, I don't know, I don't know why um, she didn't just start walking. It seemed weird that she kept going back to the stall. Then there was the thing with the ghosts and all that kind of thing. And uh, I don't know, it was just, it was a bit all over the place. It, it kind of felt... Um, sort of half experimental but not really engaging in in that sense um at all um and it just didn't really leave anywhere like when you finish watching it and you're like um okay and then they had that little post scene with the the weird family of of um oh well now you're yeah, you gotta die with that. Oh, that was some of the worst acting in the whole thing. Was that little <laughs> clip at the end? Like you gotta die. You're gonna die with this secret. And uh fuck, yeah. um. I didn't particularly enjoy it, but I, I did find it interesting that uh, John Shiban, Shiban, uh, I may be saying that wrong, um, has actually um, worked in a lot of good TV shows. 
and has oh. dire- has directed um, some of my favorite TV. Because we'll be on TV and earn enough money to buy a TV. TV! But Dad! STV, sir? He's, uh, I'm not sure if he's written, but he's d- at least directed a few episodes of Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. Um, huh. he's, wor- he's worked on Supernatural, Smallville, X-Files, um, and yeah, worked at, done quite a lot in TV. Uh, Torchwood, apparently, as well. Um, not really my thing, but, you know, each to their own. Um, but I just thought it was quite funny that this, like, prominent TV um, writer, director, this was, like, his piece. Because if you have a look, he's written it and he's directed it. You know, the scary thing is, he's probably going to be very successful at politics. Hey, I'd vote for him. Even with paint in his hair, he still looks perfect. I think the thing that was sort of just stumping me throughout the whole thing, it was like, how is there a, a sequel to this? There's a sequel to this. Yeah. <laughs> Rest, stop, don't look back. I didn't want to. Why did you make this? <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Not, 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 uh, not for me. Didn't really, didn't really enjoy it. Yeah. It's, uh, interesting about the director. Usually if you have a writer director and this is their first foray, usually it reeks of overproduction, a lot of overriding. So what I mean by that concept is they'll spend a lot of money on one particular scene and not actually allocate a decent amount of the budget to any other scene so you can tell that it's like got really bad set design or it's really bad visual effects this one it felt i get the impression from him just with this movie that he had stuck to this concept maybe this was a script he had written a long time ago and he just refused out of stubbornness to change any portion even though there's a lot of other movies like uh hills have eyes Wrong turn, rest stop, uh, rest stop. What the fuck? That's this movie, you know. Um, <laughs> like, there's other movies that have done this kind of concept, but a lot better. And yeah. maybe because of the fact that you know Wolf Creek didn't necessarily make a lot of money at the box office, but it was definitely yeah. a presence around 2004 and 2005. Yeah. That Warner Brothers were like, or oh, whatever production company were like, fuck, we need something to really get out the door that's going to get people's attention so that's when we started to get these kind of movies nothing like a little healthy competition we found a stockpile of diuretics and laxatives in christy's room whatever happened to just hanging out on the jungle gym i guess you've got the element where he likes to smell which all i think of is like jeepers creepers where he like Mm. and then kind of that and then he's got this obsession obviously like and i forgot about the finger getting bitten off and i was like oh god Mm. Um, I think the one thing I did take away from this movie that was kind of eerily creepy was the scene where she's in the bathroom door and she realizes the paint thing, like freshly painted, she can peel it. And then you peel it back and you can sort of see that this has been going on for decades, since like 1971 or something. Mm. And mm. so sort of seeing that board there of missing people, like I, I love missing person, persons case, or missing cases, that sort of stuff. But it's just sort of an eerily creepy feeling that this has been ongoing for so long that the fresh bit of paint doesn't really cover up the fact that like there's calls for help and it's the same number plate. So I think that element's quite creepy in itself, but it's just a shame, I guess, they did kind of expand more on that. Um, and it's just like frustrating that even at the end, like the ute blows up and 
he's not in there and then he's behind us. <laughs> <laughs> um... But uh, yeah, I know the second one does speak, uh, feature Jeff and the RV family and it does go back to the bus. Everybody on? Good. Great. Right in. Wonderful. No yelling on the bus. So he's in it. The RV family are in it. I can't even remember it. Like, I might need to watch it just to catch up on it, but she's not in it. But it does go back. To, I know there's a scene in the bus that goes back and sort of does filming in that. Because even that bus scene in it was quite graphic in some bits, but they were sort of showing. Sort of reminded me a bit like Saw in a way. I think it had some sort of something going on wasn't finessed well. Like you said, Justin, it could just be a, a uh, script that was playing dormant maybe for a while and then decided to sort of bring into action but not really get uh, bruised up for, for even like 2006 when it came out. Yeah. it um, it, It's surprising too because you would have thought a director-DVD home entertainment um, division of a major studio probably would have had a lot more input into the script writing, the overall production, the editing. Um, yeah. I felt like it feels like they tried to insert some of the things, like uh, the ghost sequence uh, at the start where she, like, looks over and she's, like, covered in blood and shit and then she gets distracted or whatever by the car or the RV and then she turns around and there's no body, no blood. And it's like, oh, Okay. Yeah, like it felt like the studio were like put that in so that it really unsettles the viewer. And in reality, it's just like ah, oh, okay, next. <laughs> but um, I don't. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Sorry, you go. Oh, I was just gonna say in in the other thing that's sort of creepy, I guess, is the fact that the RVs just always sitting there, and it sort of seems like they're kind of a an accomplice, I guess, in a way to the what's yeah. going on, and it's. I mean, it'd be kind of cool to see a backstory on like what's going on there and how that all sort of came about. But yeah, I don't know. It's just always a thing, I guess, when you're, you're out driving, you never know who you're going to bump into. But like when we talked about his um, hostel and you said Justin going to a hostel and you don't think about it, this movie I don't think about when I go to a rest stop. Yeah. But, I do wonder, yeah. I couldn't actually find anything on Google, Wikipedia, nothing like that. Because mm. Most of the, uh, actually, no, to be fair, not most of the focus of the movie, but it feels like Rest Stop wasn't the original title for this movie. I yeah. actually feel like they probably would have called it RV, but there was that same movie called RV with uh, Robin, Williams, Robin Williams, I think. Yeah. 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 Maybe they called it that, but then they ran into copyright issues or mm. maybe they felt, you know, shit, maybe we should change it so. Mm. kids are like mom mom rv movies coming out and then they pick up this movie instead yeah because i'm just thinking it would have been also the time when house of wax was coming out and that was also interesting in itself because of like people going missing and it's like in a town it's abandoned yeah yeah it's like it's like this movie tries to be this frankenstein monster of you know whatever was being released between 2003 to 2006 Mm. and I don't, I just, yeah, the fact that it's written and directed by John Shaban or Shaban, yeah. it feels like it's his own creative work as opposed to the studio, you know, Warner Studios, Raw Feed or whatever, they contacted him and saying, can you write this movie for us? This is what I want. You know, 
if it was that method, that would make a lot more sense. That's yeah. why he's been given this brief on touch on mm. the most important horror aspects of the past three, four years, try and make it outdoorsy, capitalize on more creeps, word about mm. success. But yeah. Yeah. And what, one, one thing I picked up on as well in this movie, which is, I guess, rare for a horror film, is that it after about 10 minutes, that's when he went missing. So it was really quick in the movie that they mm. kind of is already gone missing. And yeah. usually these movies, especially this movie, would be like 40 minutes in or 50 minutes in when it, when he actually goes missing and there's a like crappy building up of nothing. And then you've got like 30 minutes there to kind of go like, well, what's going to happen here? Like there's not much time left. But yeah, yeah it's kind of odd that it was so quick after the you know the starting credits happened that he went missing. And it's like, well, you've got another 70 minutes here of what's going to go on. Hey, kids, it's me. I bet you thought that I was dead. But when I fell over, I just broke my leg and got a hemorrhage in my head. <laughs> if they just spent maybe an extra couple of weeks just retuning the script, maybe uh, redoing some of the concepts to make it more of a cohesive movie with its own identity, you know, get some, about maybe not get some better actors per se, but maybe bring on a co-director to try and really get the performances up to the next level. Because there were some parts that did make me a little on edge. Like uh, there's the tongue cutting scene with Jess. And I do think anything to do with like scissors or blades or anything near her face, do not want. But um, even then, for me, it was like, uh, maybe they could have teased it out a bit more, like maybe made it a little bit of a slower sequence so it's like what are they gonna do to this guy what are they gonna like what's gonna happen to like try and scare the viewer but also scare the main character but um i don't know i love anything to do with like video cameras i'm a staunch defender of the paranormal activity series i didn't give a shit for the video camera aspect of this movie i felt that it was a little I, I can't even think of any other movies around that time. Maybe Blair Witch Project or yeah. My Little Lie that would have had themes of like video cameras in, but no, yeah, I just didn't really care for it. Um, but I'm interested to know your thoughts. So one of my immediate thoughts, and I've spoken about this a few times, is that I do feel like it's an amalgamation of different movies, but I also feel like this is a very strong ripoff of Wolf Creek just in the fact that it's uh, the couple that have gone, well, one's been abducted in Wolf Creek. All of them get abducted at different points, but, um, mm. you know, someone always escapes, but then all of them, except for the random guy at the end, do die. But I just couldn't help but feel there were some similarities. Uh, do you feel that this movie is like a rip-off of other movies, or do you think it has its own identity but maybe just not executed as well so uh bp will start with you uh i don't know about the wolf creek ripoff because i'm just thinking wolf creek came out in 2005 the year before so i highly doubt this movie had been released and then this movie was created produced and then released after to be a direct ripoff so unless they got with of maybe something happening similar yes but i don't think it was I don't think it was coincidence. I think, well, I think it was just a coincidence, sorry, that they both just came out near each other, very similar. Um, what was the second bit? <laughs> oh, sorry, the uh, second bit around. If you did think it was a rip-off of Wolf Creek, do you think that 
it like this movie has its own identity, but maybe just not executed as well. I think if they push more on the rest stop identity and the whole missing person type thing, I think that could have been a really good push because like there's missing person, missing people, I guess, movies out there, but there's nothing really like the horror side of it. And I, like I said with the bathroom scene where it's going back to like 1970, it'd be kind of cool if that was pushed on and that that number plate has been prominent on those bathroom stores for so long, so he's never been found. But I think if there was just a backstory into that, how it's all sort of come about, the RV, how that sort of interjects, that would have been its own identity. But I think as itself, I don't know, it's just a man in like a Ford pickup ute that drives up and down you know, the desert in America sort of thing. There's nothing really, I guess, the rest of probably the only thing it's got for it, for an identity, but everything else, I guess, is sort of just been a ripoff somewhere there. But they just, like I said, just need to finesse it, spend a bit more time, and sort of, it would have been something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Coop, likewise, same question. Do you think this could be a ripoff of Wolf Creek or do you think it has its own identity, maybe not executed as well? Or what are your thoughts? Um, I'd probably say it's probably closer to like maybe Jeepers Creepers mixed with Hills Have Eyes and with Ghosts um, is probably the best way I would describe this movie. Um, it being a rest stop is probably the most original thing about it. I haven't seen another movie about a rest stop but um yeah otherwise i think it sort of it has a lot of the themes and sort of vibes of um of other movies that i've seen before um mm. and probably other movies that have probably done a better job of it as well um but yeah at rest as a rest stop as a background i haven't seen that before so that that's original but otherwise yeah not not really Mm. That's a very good point. I can't actually think of any movies, horror and non-horror, that have featured a rest stop. Or um... the, the only one that I can think of, uh, I watched this back in the day. It's one where it's someone in a car, it's someone in a truck, and it's like, Candy, Candy, are you there? Candy Cane, Candy Cane, are you there? You guys want to think it's called like Roadkill or something? And it was like 2001, 2002. And that was sort of like two people in a car getting harassed by a, a guy in a semi-trailer. And then they were kind of missed like playing on the two-way radio. And he would be like, Candy Cane, Candy Cane, where are you? Oh, shit. I think I know like, that movie. Like truck, road kill, kill me hard or something. Road truck, kill me harder. Road, something something like that, like road kill or something. There is a movie. And there's a road train? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I think this is one, Justin, where it's different in different markets because of, like, we call... Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Was it called probably. Roadkill or Road Train, was it? Yeah. So, fun it... fact, the director for that movie <laughs> was one of my university lecturers. What? Bullshit. No, Dean Francis was my film lecturer all about producing the film and directing the film. <laughs> But he used to he used to talk about road train not all the time actually to be fair to him he talked about it maybe twice mm. but we didn't know what road train was never heard of it and yeah he's now a 
puts a word out. Like, he helps actors put together show reels and he has his own company. But like, in terms of feature films, he's not really involved in that side of things. But yeah. Yeah. I was like, are you talking about this random boat trade movie my old lecturer used to talk about? <laughs> yeah. But that's just like two people in a car freeway driving the state and then they just run into trouble and I think they use the rest stop service station as a stakeout but that's the only one I could think of yeah there's another one by Steven Spielberg called Jewel which is like a car being chased by a truck uh, that could also be one you might be talking about but this roadkill road train one is like distinctly Australian yeah 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 you have to find it God, I did think I'd be talking about one of my old film lecturers today, <laughs> but here we are. <laughs> or here at Crip playing Truck Me Harder. So, uh, BP Coop, thank you both for joining me again. And BP, I'm so sorry for slagging <laughs> off your pick of the month. <laughs> That's right. I'm sorry. Last minute. Yeah, I, I did have a look around sort of on everything. And I was like, oh, I've DVD. We'll try that one. <laughs> don't worry just wait till we get to the box like if uh, you if either of you haven't seen that movie you're gonna fucking hate me till okay. after box happily invoking okay. <laughs> <laughs> don't just stand there <laughs> wait uh bb do you did you ever watch america's next top model yeah here and there with messages yeah that's i always think about this at least twice a day they had to do a challenge where Tyra Banks being the creative dumbass bitch that she is, she would hold up an action and a verb for one of the challenges, yeah. and it would be things like swim, frighteningly, dance, dizzyingly, <laughs> and then one of the things was box happily. So she expected the model to, like, box while, like, smiling, you know, proper boxing like a sport. Instead, she goes... <laughs> It's the funniest thing I've ever seen. I, every I could have sworn you were going to say box boxingly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got to find it. I got to send it in the group chat. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> listeners, in our next episodes, we discuss the grudge, one of the stronger entries in the J horror remake wave of the two thousands. Subscribe, like, comment, tip, etc. if you liked our episode. And if you hated our episode... I'll turn this damn bus around. That'll end your precious little field trip pretty damn quick, huh?